So does TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube have you feeling like you possibly have ADHD? Do your friends joke about the fact that you must have it? Have you wondered all your life why you're so forgetful? Have a difficult time staying focused or organizing things? Or perhaps the more you learn about ADHD, you are beginning to believe you possibly have it. Hey, my name is Shaleen Johnson. Thank you so much for joining me here today. I want to mention that I'm not a doctor. I just play one here on the podcast. <laughs> just joking. How about this? There's been a 165% increase in the number of adults who've been diagnosed with ADHD. Despite that huge increase, it's just 4.4% of the population that's actually been diagnosed with ADHD. It's believed, however, that the number is probably much higher because so many people are walking around undiagnosed. People possibly like you. By the way, I was one of those people. I did not get my own diagnosis until I was 45 years old. And it wasn't a surprise to me, but it was life-changing. And in this episode of The Shaleen Show, I'm going to share with you what ADHD is, why I believe that there are many different types of ADHD, why perhaps you were never diagnosed, especially if you are a woman or of a certain age, I'm gonna go over some simple questions that may help you to identify if in fact you should go get a proper diagnosis from a qualified medical professional. I'm also going to address the question you might have, which is like, why would I even bother going to get a diagnosis? I'm pretty sure I have it and it's not curable. So like, what's the point? I have a very strong opinion on that. Okay, so let's start off with the basics. What is ADHD? And I feel like we used to call it ADD and there is really a difference between ADD and ADHD. Generally speaking, most people now refer to it as ADHD, which stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And just about anyone who has ADHD kind of hates hearing that full description because most of us have like supernatural abilities to focus. We don't have a deficit of focus. We have a, well, you know who says it best? Dr. Barkley. It is phrased as a form of laziness. This layabout, ne'er-do-well, carefree, careless attitude that you could change if you wanted to, right? But we know it as the executive failure. It really is. This disorder precludes you from organizing across time. So you live in the moment. And you cannot organize very large, hierarchically sequenced behavior across time. It means that future-directed behavior is intentional behavior, which means ADD is actually IDD intention deficit disorder. I don't seem to be able to accomplish most of the things I intended to do. You can call that a short attention span, but I think intention deficit disorder captures it much better. Now the frontal lobes, the executive system is where you take what you know and you apply it in your daily life. It is not where you know something, it is where you use what you know. The back part of the brain acquires knowledge. The front part of the brain puts it in play. ADHD has separated these two like a meat cleaver. So it really doesn't matter what you know. You can't use it as effectively as other people can. ADHD is a performance disorder. You can't perform the things you know how to do. It is not a knowledge disorder. By the way, he's like one of my favorite experts to follow when it comes to ADHD. He does a ton of YouTube videos on it, so I'm gonna link to him below this episode. And if you are someone who has ADHD or you have a child who has ADHD, I think you're gonna learn so much from his content. ADHD is considered a neurodevelopmental disorder. It is recognized by the DSM-5, which means you do need a proper diagnosis for it. It's not 
make believe. That is my pet peeve. When I hear someone who doesn't struggle with this suggest that it's just a matter of having better habits, getting more organized, not being so lazy, I want to pinch their heads off. If that's you, you better run. Literally, it drives me crazy. People with ADHD have a persistent pattern of struggling to focus, persistent patterns of being inattentive to certain details, certain topics in certain situations. You'll often hear hyperactivity, but I also want to mention that hyperactivity sometimes is hyperactivity in the brain, especially for women, especially for young girls. I know as a young girl, I was not physically hyperactive, but my brain was. And even today, I think people would consider me someone who's relatively calm if you're like to spend time with me. I'm not like super physically hyper, but my brain is. If I'm sitting in a chair, my brain is going so fast, I don't even know how to stop it if I'm not managing it. And we're going to talk about how you can manage it. People with ADHD often also have an impulsivity. Now, again, when you hear impulsivity, that makes it sound like this is this person who, who's you know impulsively doing drugs or gambling or spending. But sometimes the impulsivity is just an impulse or a lack of impulse control to decide what it is you should be doing. With myself personally, I struggle with that when I know I need to be, let's say, recording an episode of The Shaleen Show, or I need to be doing research for it. But like, I feel so freaking compelled to organize my sock drawer. Like, I feel like I don't have a choice. It's that much of an impulse control. And I've felt that way all my life from the time I was very young. Typically, adults who have ADHD had these symptoms as a kid, even if you weren't diagnosed with it. So if you're someone who's like, yeah, I've always kind of wondered, but I got good grades. Like there's all these myths around what someone with ADHD is like. Like you probably have heard like, oh, they're super disorganized. They get poor grades. They didn't do well in school. That's not always true. There are so many different ways that many of us learn to mask these things. Okay, so let's talk about deodorant for a second. You know that I had been on the hunt, thank you for your suggestions, for a deodorant that was baking soda-free, didn't have any parabens, had no aluminum, because, you know, hashtag we're all trying to get rid of the toxins. Many of you had suggested Lumi. I tried it. I love it. And now they are a show sponsor. Lumi is different because it's a whole body deodorant. And they've got a stick, and they also have like a cream tube deodorant, okay? So here's the deal. This stuff is so safe, you can put it friggin' anywhere in your body. You can put it in your under boobs, on your belly button, on your booty crack, on your vajayjay, on your feet, like anywhere where you're like, okay, we just need to control some odor. That's Lumi. Lumi will take care of that for you. It's a first of its kind. It's been clinically proven to block odor all day and control it for up to 72 hours. I love that it was created by an OBGYN who experienced firsthand that BO is normal. It was just being misdiagnosed and mistreated. So if you've been looking for something that is aluminum-free, like I said, you want something that's a little safer to use anywhere on your body, may I suggest to you the Lumi Starter Pack. It's perfect for new customers because then you'll get like the solid stick plus the cream tube deodorant, which is kind of nice, like if you're going to put on your feet or wherever. They'll also give you two free products of your choice, like their little mini body wash and the deodorant wipes, which are also really nice. And because you're a listener of The Shaleen Show, new customers get $5 off their Lumi starter pack with code Shaleen. So go to lumideodorant.com forward slash Shaleen. That will give you, are you ready for this? 40% off your starter pack. 
Check it out. I think you're going to love it. There are so many different ways that many of us learn to mask these things. Naturally, I am very disorganized. Naturally, it is hard for my brain to figure out like what to do first. But because of that, I learned so many coping skills that even though it doesn't come natural to me, I've forced myself through habits and behavioral modifications to be like one of the most organized people I know. But my brain naturally doesn't know how to put things in order. That's why I don't know where my push journal is. It's usually right here by me. I guess I lost it, which is another sign of someone who has ADHD. We're constantly misplacing things. So if you suspect that you have ADHD, and we're going to get to some questions that I think are going to help you to decide if, in fact, it's something that you should look into further, you might be wondering, what is the point of getting a diagnosis? Well, I think it's really important. First of all, if you have a kid who you think has ADHD, please, I beg of you, Like you have a moral, a parental responsibility to get them a proper diagnosis and not just for ADHD, just like for about anything, right? Because when we have any type of mental health issue or neurodivergence that goes undiagnosed, we are at, they are at, you may be at a higher risk of depression, doing poorly in school, substance abuse, injury, incarceration, traffic accidents, job failure, unemployment, divorce, obesity, financial problems, and lastly, suicide. According to the DSM-5, the DSM-5, which is what most therapists and medical professionals use to offer a diagnosis, they recognize three different types of ADHD. However, I'm going to tell you that one of the most renowned experts in ADHD, who is Dr. Daniel Amen, believes that there are seven different types. In fact, I think when you hear about these three different types, you're going to think to yourself, there's got to be more than three. Okay, so the three that are recognized by the DSM-5 at the moment are predominantly inattentive. This is someone who has difficulty maintaining attention on certain things, certain topics if they're not interested in it. Difficulty organizing thoughts, patterns, tasks. Difficulty following through and they struggle to pay attention and listen if it's something that they find boring. The second type is hyperactive impulsive. This is typically an adult who has exceptional focus, but they're very hyperactive and very impulsive. And the third type that's recognized is a combination of those two. Now, I don't know about you, but if you know someone who has ADHD, I bet they have a bunch of other symptoms or maybe even some characteristics that don't fit into one of those three, which is really two different forms of ADHD. So let's talk a little bit about my own personal story if I can. As a podcaster, I started podcasting, I think in like 2012 maybe. And in one of my episodes, I had Dr. Daniel Amen on the show. We talked about attention deficit disorder in children. After we finished recording, he said to me very bluntly, I think you should come in and have your brain scanned. And I said, really? Oh, okay. I've always joked about the fact that I thought I had ADHD, but I believed, probably as some of you had thought, that it was just something that, like if you weren't diagnosed with a kid, you didn't have it as an adult. It's something that people grew out of. But after he asked me quite a few questions, I realized, gosh, Yeah, I answered in a way that made him believe there's a very high likelihood that I did have ADHD. And I want to share some of those questions with you now. So imagine that you're answering these questions with either never, sometimes, rarely, or often. How often do you have difficulty sustaining your focus, keeping your attention on one thing? How often are you easily distracted by external stimuli, like something in your environment or some kind of unrelated thought? 
How often do you avoid, dislike, or are you reluctant to engage in tasks that require you to focus or require sustained mental effort? Do you have trouble listening to someone even when they're speaking directly to you if your mind is somewhere else? Do you have difficulty organizing activities, knowing what things need to be done first or how to organize your time, time management? You're often falling behind in deadlines, have a difficult time showing up to places on time. How often do you fail to give close attention to details or do you find yourself making careless mistakes? How often do you forget to do something that you do all the time, such as missing an appointment, closing a drawer, paying a bill, remembering where you put your phone? How often do you lose, misplace, or damage things? How often do you have trouble following through on multi-step instructions? Or do you find yourself losing focus and getting sidetracked? How often do you struggle waiting for your turn to speak or waiting in line or waiting in traffic? How often do you feel like you are driven by a motor, that you're uncomfortable sitting still, meditating, or focusing for long periods of time in situations like restaurants or meetings? How often do you find that you want to blurt out the answer or interrupt someone because you're afraid you're going to forget the answer or because it's difficult to wait for your turn in a conversation? How often do you feel restless, like you want to get out and do something? How often do you fidget with your hands, your feet, or squirm in your seat? How often do you find yourself talking excessively? Yeah, that one feels like a personal attack. How often do you interrupt or intrude on others, such as butting into their conversations or taking over what others are doing? Well, if you answered sometimes or often, it's probably pretty likely that you may have ADHD. Today's episode of The Shalene Show is sponsored by our friends at Organifi. You've heard me talk about them probably way too many times, but it's because the stuff is so good. And it's helpful, especially if you're dealing with brain fog or ADHD or you just want to have a quicker memory. So many products, but my favorite is Organifi Pure. It comes in a little packet or you can get it in a tub now, which is super convenient. I prefer the little packets. I dump one of the Pures into my water and then I have Organifi Immunity. These are two different products, but these are the two that I'm obsessed with. Obviously, immune, why wouldn't you want to bolster your own immune response? But the immunity is great because it kind of has an orange flavor and then the pure tastes a little bit like my lemon ginger water. So when I mix them together, it's literally, it makes me drink so much more water and I know I'm getting my immunity. For example, it gives you 500% of your daily needs for vitamin C. In addition to that, it's got zinc, vegan vitamin D3, very, very important. So many people don't even realize that their vitamin D is insufficient and that's why their energy is low. That's why they can't lose their fat. The immunity product also helps because it bolsters your immune system. It's got an antiviral, an antifungal, and it really tastes delicious. I also love the Pure. That's the one that I take for my brain. It's got 11 different superfoods. It's 100% USDA certified organic. It is clinically proven, this is huge, to boost brain-derived neurotropic factor. Why do you need to care about that? Because that's what makes you think more clearly. That is what helps to increase the neurogenesis. That's like your little connections in your brain and they connect faster. And that's the stuff that we need if we want better memory, if we want to feel mentally sharp, if we want to pull up information quicker in our heads, we want to be less forgetful, then we need to think about these things. A lot of their products are fantastic. Those are two of my favorite. I'm gonna let you check out the rest of them. 
they are going to give you 20% off all of their products when you use code Shaleen. So you go to Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash Shaleen. That gets you 20% off. O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash Shaleen. Get 20% off. All their products are great. My favorites, Pure and Immunity. Well, if you answered sometimes or often, it's probably pretty likely that you may have ADHD. Now, that doesn't mean you have a diagnosis. What it might mean is you should seek a professional diagnosis. And I can't tell you how valuable it was for me to go and have my brain scanned. So one of the reasons why, and I'm just going to you know, be straightforward about this, there's a lot of controversy around Dr. Amen, and I don't know why, because no one has scanned more brains and treated more people with ADHD than this man. Now, let's talk about this for a second. Most medical professionals are simply going to ask you a series of questions, take a medical history, maybe do a psychological profile, but they're not going to look at your brain. And we know that ADHD is in the brain, but they're going to ask you a series of these questions. They're going to ask you these diagnostical and and may, may have you take a test. And then they're going to decide if in fact you have ADHD at with Dr. Amen, he does that too. But in addition to that, he's one of the pioneers of actually looking at the brain using something known as a brain spect or brain imaging. So these holes, those holes, which what they mean, you don't have holes in your brain. It means significantly lower blood flow. So if you don't get your brain the nutrients it needs, it starts to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and blood is just absolutely essential because it brings nutrients and it takes away toxins. Mm-hmm. Since attention's an issue, the front part mm-hmm. of your brain at rest, not too bad. But when you concentrate, it completely drops so long, you would like, try harder, try harder. Yeah. But that just causes chronic stress yeah. and frustration, which then leads to irritability. Right. And as bright as you are, you just go, I know this is too hard. Yes. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out how anyone would have a problem with a doctor who's like, yeah, I'm going to do what everyone else is doing. And I'm actually going to look at the organ. Kind of seems like common sense, right? Dr. Amen and many others believe that there's a nuanced understanding of ADHD. And oftentimes, these very limited tests don't give us the information we need to identify the very nuanced differences in the way ADHD presents itself. Dr. Amen believes that there are seven different types of ADHD, including classic, inattentive, overfocused, temporal lobe, limbic ADHD, ring of fire, and anxious ADHD. My diagnosis at age 45 was remarkable. And I might also note that it's never too late to get a diagnosis. My dad, I think he was 72 years old when he got his diagnosis of ADHD. And for me, it was like, no wonder. Like I always felt like we had very similar brains and which was a good thing, right? So I I never felt like there was anything wrong with me when I was at home. I felt like there was something wrong with me when I was in school, when I was at work, all the things that I struggled with. 
And despite that, many of those coping mechanisms are why I believe I'm successful today. But I think it would have made a really big difference had I known much earlier that's what was going on in my brain. Because while my home life helped me to be very confident and, you know, like it was normal. It was normal to constantly change subjects. It was normal to never finish a project. It was normal to show up late to freaking everything. I thought that was all normal, but that doesn't fly in the real world. And so when I was in the real world, when I was in school, when I got my first job, like I just couldn't understand why I couldn't do the things other people could do. I thought there must be something wrong with my brain genetically. And it's not that there's something wrong with my brain, it's different. And I see details other people don't. I can focus. I just have to be really interested in it. And I've learned because of my diagnosis how to make behavioral modifications, how to not be able to concentrate because my dog is like hacking up a lung in the background. What's wrong, monkey? She left. It seems like a good time to tell you guys about Patreon. If you enjoy like the personal side of this stuff, know a little bit more about like my personal life and my husband and like, I don't know, some things that we just don't talk about on the regular show, I'd love to invite you to become a member of our Patreon. It's a private, very exclusive podcast, I guess you could say. Yeah. And right now you can join Patreon for free and try it for seven days. So check it out. I'll put a link below this episode. My recommendation to you would be to join the highest level because hello, it's free. I'm like, why do people join? Why would they join like the lowest tier? No, it's freaking free right now. So at least try out the highest tier. And then if you like it, you could always drop down to the lower tier. It's like only five bucks. So I mean, check it out. Anyways, the diagnostic process at the Amen Clinic, and I'm not trying to tell you to go there, and we're gonna talk about like where you can actually go to get a diagnosis, but I just wish everyone had access to this, and I don't think it's covered by insurance, maybe it is, I shouldn't speak out of turn, but I just thought it was like the coolest, most thorough experience I could have ever possibly imagined. So they put a dye in your arm, and they have you go through a series of experiments, basically. <laughs> I'm probably slaughtering the way this is should be described, but like, hello, it's me. Okay, so the first day I had to sit at a computer and oh, and P.S. When I went in to have my brain scanned, I was like, oh, this is gonna be good. Like, I know I'm a genius. I had these like visions of like doctors would be like, come in here, we've got ourselves a genius, look at this. Like, I really was like, they're just gonna see this brain like lit up and they're gonna say, we're seeing colors on your scan. We've never seen, but there's glitter in this brain. What is going, you are a specimen. I was so excited. I can't wait for them to check out my brain, right? So I sit down on the first day, they put the dye in my arm and I have to take, you have to take this like really boring test on a computer. I fell asleep. And then I woke up and I was like, how do I cheat? Oh my God, oh my God. Because they've said like, you know, you can't stop the test. Like just take the test, it's timed. I'm like, oh my God, how do I cheat? Like I need to tell them like, do I unplug the computer? I literally was like trying to cheat because I was so embarrassed. I'm like, only can I not pay attention to finish this test? I friggin' fell asleep. It put my brain to sleep. Crazy. Yes, I was like, okay, this isn't going well. And then I came back the next day. So you really had to focus, right? And then you do this full psychological evaluation and all these tests with the doctor that was assigned to me and you know this psychological evaluation, if you will. And then the next day I came back and they had me huh, huh, do the scariest thing I've ever done in my whole life. And that was sit in a room with no phone, no magazines, nothing to look at 
just a dim light. I think it was even a rocking chair. And they're like, just sit there for 30 minutes. Oh, and by the way, after they did each one of these things, then they would put you in the spectrogram or whatever that machine is called. And they scan your brain because they want to see like, what was your brain doing when it had to focus? Without a doubt, there are a number of minerals and vitamins that people are deficient in that make your brain and your body function at an optimal level. And if you're deficient in those levels, well, then your brain is deficient in its potential. And that's why I'm always telling people, look at the minerals that people are most deficient in, one of them being magnesium. Magnesium improves brain function. It improves your focus by enhancing your synaptic plasticity which is just a fancy way of saying like, it allows your brain to grow, to form new connections. It regulates your transmitters. It reduces inflammation. Inflammation is one of those things that creates brain fog. It's involved in our energy, our metabolism. When your magnesium is off, it's hard to get good sleep. It's hard to get quality sleep. It helps us to maintain a stable mood. It helps us with energy, blood pressure, irritability, stronger bones, all of those things. I was looking for a quality magnesium supplement, and that's how I discovered our show sponsor today, magbreakthrough.com. It is a magnesium supplement that offers all seven forms of magnesium so that your body can actually absorb them. And when you get all seven critical forms of magnesium, you pretty much every function of your body is upgraded from your brain to your sleep to inflammation, pain, stress, all of it. Today, listeners of The Shaleen Show can go to megbreakthrough.com forward slash Shaleen. When you use promo code Shaleen, you will unlock special gifts with your purchase. This is a limited time offer for select orders, so go to megbreakthrough.com forward slash Shaleen right now, and don't forget to use promo code Shaleen. After they did each one of these things, then they would put you in the spectrogram or whatever that machine is called, and they scan your brain because they want to see like, what was your brain doing when it had to focus? Okay, now sit in this room where there's nothing to look at and let's see what your brain does. So you would have thought that in that situation where you can actually relax, that my brain would have like, that's why I would have fallen asleep? No. In the test where I'm like just sitting in a room, my brain's like, like insane. (laughs) It's just remarkable. And then, of course, you know, you take the assessment and everything. And I found it to be fascinating to see my brain, to actually see that I had quite a few concussions, which I knew I'd had concussions as a kid, which is another sign of being someone with ADHD. You're a risk taker, accident prone. I mean, I've been in so many different car accidents, so many different boating accidents, like so many accidents. And I had more concussions in my brain than my husband who played professional football, like that's how many concussions I had. So getting that diagnosis was huge for me. It was life-changing. Ladies and gentlemen, literally that day, the day I got my diagnosis, I changed everything. I changed the way I eat. I changed the way I sleep. I changed my wake time. I changed my career. I stepped away from the fitness industry. Like that day, I sat in my car and I cried. Because I'm like, now I had all this information. And it wasn't until that day that I realized like all of the lifestyle things that I was doing was making it a million times worse. Now listen, I don't want this to be like two hours long. So if you'd like for me to create a follow-up where I talk to you about the changes I made by adding supplementation, the modifications I've made to my lifestyle and the things I do and don't do anymore, how I changed my sleep, also what medications I take and what types of 
ADHD, and there, whether you think there's three or seven is up to you, but there are certain types of ADHD which are far better suited with a natural healing process instead of resorting to taking a drug. There are certain types of ADHD that if you're taking like a stimulant, for example, like Adderall or Ritalin, it can actually make your ADHD very much mimic anxiety. Like you can get very OCD and very hyper-focused on worry and have suicidal thoughts. So it's very, very important that you know how your brain works. And again, maybe I'm crazy, it just seems like a really good idea to actually look at the organ that we're talking about. Can you imagine someone giving you a diagnosis for your heart and they've never looked at your heart? Or deciding there's something wrong with your lungs but they've never looked at your lungs? It's our brain, we should look at it. With that said, it truly has been life changing for me to have this diagnosis. I imagine it's almost like getting a 23andMe and finding out who your ancestors are or why you are the way that you are or that you've got brothers and sisters that you never knew about or, or that you were adopted. Like, and then you're like, oh my God, my whole life makes more sense now. For me, it was almost like I was wearing the wrong prescription glasses all my life. And then suddenly I put on these prescriptions that allowed me to see everything clearly. <sighs> It literally changed my life. It got to a point that my ADHD had gotten so bad that I was recording. We lived in this big giant house. I don't know how many square feet, like over 10,000 square feet. And I was so overwhelmed by any noise, any sound, any smell. I could not focus. So I took a closet on the third floor and converted it into an office because I couldn't even sit in a regular office where I might be seeing people walk by or things outside the window because my ADHD had gotten so out of control. Having that diagnosis and learning how to manage it with lifestyle choices and, and just like learning a lot more about my ADHD and how to manage my time and understanding like time blindness and where does this come, like what are all these things? Understanding how that works in my brain allowed me to set up systems and ways to modify it because the world doesn't have to modify for me. I have to modify myself for the world. That's my belief. Even though time blindness girl doesn't. Have you seen that video? So I just got yelled at for asking a very reasonable question. So I'm applying to go somewhere and I just wanted to know, are there accommodations for people who struggle with time blindness and being on time, you know? And then the person I was with interrupted and acted like I was asking something else. And then when we were done, they actually started yelling at me and saying that accommodations for time blindness doesn't exist. And if you struggle with being on time, you'll never be able to get a job, you know, provided you're trying your absolute best to be there. And then they're like, your stupid generation wants to destroy the workplace. And yeah, I think that a culture where workers are just cut off because they struggle with being on time when there's other solutions that we can look to. I think that just anybody who thinks it's okay to just treat people like that. Yeah, that culture needs to be dismantled. And then I asked that person, how can you feel good about yourself upholding this kind of system? And then to think I'm entitled. No, if people think it's okay to treat others like this, uh, that's entitlement. Yeah, listen, time blindness is a thing, but it's not a thing that your employer is going to make accommodations for. You have to figure out how to make accommodations for it. And if that's a topic you'd like to learn more about, because it's a thing, and we can talk about the perception of time and what's going on in the brain of someone who has ADHD and how you can learn to show up on time and not get fired. 
Lastly, if you'd like to learn more about, again, the modifications I've made to my lifestyle, or you're just curious about those seven different types of ADHD, I'm going to put a link to Dr. Amon's clinic or his website, I should say here, where you can go and you can take the test. And I think even if you already have an ADHD diagnosis, it might be really interesting for you to take this test. And obviously it's an online test, so it's never going to be as effective as showing up someplace in person, but I think it's a great place to start. And if you're wondering where you go to get a diagnosis, well, you can certainly go to your general practitioner. You can go to a psychiatrist, pediatrician, neurologist, or a licensed therapist. My personal recommendation would be go to someone who specifically, like this is their specialty, if it's at all possible. I know with insurance and all these things, like sometimes it's not, but it just makes a huge difference. Like I've gone because we've traveled a lot. I've, I've had to go see doctors who say they treat people who have ADHD, but I'm like, this person, they don't get it. They do not get it. They don't understand my brain. And they're just like trying to be a prescription mill. You know what I mean? And so I just think it makes a really huge difference when you find someone who this is their life's passion. This is what they do. And they can help you make the changes naturally to improve your focus. Because people with ADHD are amazing. You are my favorite people. All of my friends have ADHD. I don't even get along with people, well, except for my husband. I get along with him, he's very, very focused. But most of the time, like if we're gonna be buddies, I need to be able to change subjects on you. You need to be able to interrupt me. I need to be able to be distracted and it doesn't bother you. I also love it when you show up late because I'm probably gonna show up late on you the next time. So listen, if you have ADHD and other people's clutter drives you crazy, but you love your own clutter, like don't touch it or I will kill you, then we can be friends. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Shaleen Show. And I'm gonna have you double check, make sure that you subscribed to The Shaleen Show. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon.